Being blessed in the Bible means being well off or happy. In today's warped mentality and values, people experience happiness only when something good or pleasant has happened. When there is no external stimulus, no happy response may be expected or elicited. Therefore, there can be no happiness in the status quo, unless you've just learned you won the lottery, in which case you wouldn't even be reading this sentence. But I guarantee you that even all that euphoria from winning a million dollar lottery will quickly fade away. There is a much better source of happiness that man needs to find. On the other hand, the Bible reveals something that goes against the grain of our understanding. It is that even if nothing has changed, or no wonderful situation has occurred, happiness may still be experienced. Let us look at just two instances of how this can be so. The first one can be found in Matthew 5:3, where it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed, or well-off are those who are spiritually bankrupt and know it, compared to those who are, and know not that they are. By realizing and acknowledging spiritual poverty, one is declaring emptiness. Emptiness has no dimensions just as darkness cannot make itself darker. Emptiness, therefore, is infinite, and only the infinite God can fill the infinite. Compare this with the man who thinks he possesses a wealth of spiritual riches. Possessions have dimensions or are measurable, and therefore, are circumscribed. This man's capacity is, therefore, confined to that sphere, it will be difficult for him to stretch this dimension to accommodate any more new knowledge of the holy. Therefore, we can conclude that the saint, whether the least learned or the highly educated scholar, who think they know something, is bound to get stuck in a spiritual plateau, but those who believe that what they know is nothing compared to what God has yet to reveal about himself, and will walk in obedience to such knowledge, will never stop learning and receiving from God. In this, the saint will always be happy. The Apostle Paul struck the nail on the head when he wrote. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. Galatians 6-3 Our joy and confidence should not be on what we know about God but on God who knows all about us. The second one is in Matthew 5-4. It reads, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Mourning usually proceeds from suffering some great loss, such as when a beloved dies. Now when this verse is read thoughtlessly, it appears to be an oxymoron. For indeed, how can one be happy for example, in a season of privation or at the passing of someone dear? And truly, a believer would appear to be beside himself when he laughs or acts joyous over such misfortunes. The thought and heart of the verse rather are revealed in the second half of it, which says, for they shall be comforted. And who, do you suppose would comfort believers when they suffer loss or death due to persecution or evil brought upon them by the evil one? Of course it is God himself. The believer who walks in obedience to the Lord will be taught the ways of the Lord, which is the path of meekness and lowliness of heart. That is not to say that calamities and disaster will be the daily bread of Christ's followers, but that when God allows us to face such fortuities, it will be a privilege, and that knowledge will be a source of peace within our soul, because we are confident that soon, God will comfort us, and restore the joy in our hearts. The early saints knew this well, and James wrote thus, My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into divers temptations knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. James 1 2-3 God uses evil things as part of His process in making us more patient, humble, and content in all our circumstances. When we see this end purpose, we can have joy in our hearts. Take this home. If you, my friend do not know the Lord Jesus Christ in a personal way, you will never experience what I've described above. You will always be tossed up and down, thrown here and there by the circumstances of life and never find spiritual soundness, the peace, and comfort that the Holy Spirit puts in the heart of every person who trusts in the Lord Jesus Christ, the peace that is so deep down in your heart that the troubles of this world cannot touch. 
I urge you to make a life-changing decision right now. The Bible says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. Acts 16:31. Believing means putting your whole trust, confidence, and life in Jesus Christ. When you do this, you will begin to experience the joy of the Lord that you never thought existed. Pray out loud this prayer. Lord Jesus, I believe I am a sinner. I believe you are the Son of God who came into the world, suffered, died, rose again, is now in heaven, and will soon return to earth. I believe you gave your life in payment for the sin of the world and that everyone who trusts you will no longer be judged as a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Live in me and be my Lord and Savior. Help me to live for you and obey your word. Amen. Friend, let me know if you prayed that prayer. I'm excited to help you grow in your faith in Christ. God bless you.